Queen Town. Queen Town. What's up? What up? What up? What up? How's um How? life? Life with a new um a new prayers. Um, same as the old life, just a little right? less racist. <laughs> just a little, just more diet racist. Yeah, we're back to to 2019 racism. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. I saw so many people on inauguration day like we made it we made it through the storm guys Joe we did it we did it <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like but wait we we didn't do anything well one is too early in the, and it's honestly too early to critique or praise like it's a it's, lot of critique of like a week we're barely a weekend it's not enough to critique or praise they haven't they only have been in office released. for three business days <laughs> Yes, today's today's Monday. So the Monday after inauguration. So yeah, it's going on for a business day. Yeah. If I was them, I hope they haven't moved into their new residence. I hope they like saged it, bleached it, <laughs> sanitized it. Um, yeah, prayed over it, something. So I mean, but honestly, I don't know what's worse. Trump were like literally when the White House has slaves. So it's like either way, that house you know, is just yeah you know you know you know you know but that's neither here nor there <laughs> which which reminds me i was on a call today um if you follow me on facebook i have already talked about this but i haven't this heard anybody me. say if you follow me on facebook oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on facebook guys okay don't but i'm just saying i put it on facebook <laughs> but this reminds me that today i was in a meeting and, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but anyway, this person was pushing back on me because I, they, apparently I am negative because I keep bringing up the shortfallings of inequity <laughs> and history around, around inequity and white supremacy. So therefore I am a negative person. Is this person of lacking melanin? Yes. Not only am I a negative person. Cause I continue to bring this up, but I also said, you know, insert institution or organization is a good old boys club and has a history of being white male and stale Mm -hmm. this person then says hold up hold up we've had a woman president before how could you say that and i'm like are you serious you know and i literally was like you don't literally have to have white men in order to hold up white supremacy and the patriarchy. <laughs> like you don't, it doesn't matter if you had a woman president at one point, that doesn't mean you're absolved from ever being problematic again. Like what? And so that made me think of Kamala Harris because yes, we had history happen. Like I was even emotional, not even saying that, you know, clearly there's certain folks cause not all skin folk, not all kin folk mm-hmm. are skin folk. Right. So there'll be black people who are put into positions, but I'm not necessarily proud of them. But honestly, say what you want about Kamala. She's Kamala. Kamala. Sorry. She's about her shit. I'm proud to see her as VP. Like it means something, you know, yeah. to see her there. Cause I can see myself there now, yeah. but that doesn't mean that the institution is absolved from all of the racism right, and white right. supremacy that it has perpetuated <laughs> since its existence. Because hey, Nina, all of a sudden don't <laughs> remind me a white person <laughs> that I it make life harder like, for you. Stop reminding me. Reminding me. It, it's, it's so that it's my bizarre. Evil. It's biz- It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Wow. I asked one of my group chats. Um, does any is it weird that I was more excited when Barack Obama became president compared to Kamala Harris becoming vice president? And I hmm. think I was. I mean, I was 18. I was when I voted for Barack Obama and he won. That was the first time I was eligible to vote and voted. And I think it really boils down to. I had a very large ignorance to politics mm. when I was excited Back for then. Barack because yeah. I couldn't tell you the policies he were was for or against or anything. I knew he ran a hope and I was with it. So I wasn't as critical. So it's kind of unfair to compare the experiences because I'm happy she's made it, but I'm, I'm more critical of her past and her history and her policies. Whereas right. Barack Obama, it was just... And it I was feel the like first eight, time we got to vote. Yeah, and I feel like 18-year-olds now we are way college. more yeah. aware of politics in the world than I was at 18. And even then, Obama had had a fairly short career. Yeah. So it's not even like we had tons and tons of material to rely on. Yeah. Um, 
So there's, I mean, so there's also that. But yes, I, I mean, but I wasn't like Googling policy positions when right, I was 18. Yeah. Like and I debating, just wasn't. Do I really want this to have the vote? Right, was I was like, just no, ready. Black, I, I was like, vote, do they go. match the, the primary things? Like at least, you know, like they believe in giving people resources and, mm-hmm. you know, government playing a part in social programs. Like, like literally the littlest basic shit. Yeah. Um, I also at I was 18 was very much under the guise of I'm black, so I'm Democrat. And like now mm. I, th- I think of mm. like 31 year old me is like, ha, but 18 year old yeah. me would definitely vote down yes. that, that, yeah. uh, you a Democrat. I you do for still us. for the most part because none of the Republicans, I don't agree with any of their poly issues, but I wish there was a third party. Like yeah. I clearly am way more liberal than Democrats and I just want our own party so that we can actually get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more cognizant of it and don't associate Democrats to black now, whether or not there's yeah. Still how I Especially since I done met a few black voting. Republicans <laughs> at this part of my life opposed to when I was growing up in the hood. So, yeah. yes, it's just different. Yes. But, yeah, so that happened. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. We got the Versies, the yes. Versailles. Look, I think, were we on the phone when that was happening? And Yes, I, we were. <laughs> and I still, an hour later, was like, is Keisha still not there? Or Girl, I we when I got on the phone with you, it was like... I think it was supposed to start at seven. It's like 15 till, mm-hmm. right? Eight, eight. Like it's 45 minutes past the start time. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to have to get off the phone. Like I'm thinking I'm going to have to get off the phone because I just knew the verses had started. Girl, I had you on my phone and then I went on my computer. Mm-hmm. Both chairs just empty. I know empty. Just empty. <laughs> Baby just shower waiting. Empty, right. Baby sit, yeah. Just empty as hell. And then another 15 minute passes, nothing happens. About five minutes after that, Shanti comes in the chair. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm thinking, oh, as soon as Keisha gets on, I'm about to, you know, hang up the phone with Dana. Mm-hmm. Me and Dana was on the phone for about another 45 to an hour. <laughs> we were, it we was were just Ashanti, them Doritos, and Ciroc. Just sitting there. <laughs> I know. Somebody was like, so is it Cool Ranch versus Spicy Nacho? <laughs> or like... Ashanti looked pissed. She looked yes. like, why the fuck am I the only person in this chair? She looked Keisha great. Keisha came she on. Pissed. She did. Oh, yeah, she looked great. Um, then Keisha comes on about 30 minutes after that, and she has an attitude um, like nobody's business. It was very obvious. Like her se- and she, Keisha was there the whole time. She just wouldn't sit in front of the oh. camera. So I, why? I didn't. Did, I don't know the story behind this. So she did a live. I didn't care enough to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I watched a short clip and she was in the live. I guess she apologized and said she should have sat out there. It was bigger than what was going on there. She should have at least sat down, even though like her setup wasn't white. She wasn't sure about whatever, whatever. But she was there. She just wasn't on camera. And mm-hmm. out of everything from the clip that I saw, that pissed me off more than anything. Like you were there. Y'all could have been chit-chatting. I don't know. She just... Right. Somebody tweeted like... Keisha, Ashanti seems like she would be fun no matter what and would make the best of a situation. Keisha seemed like the friend that something goes wrong and it blows her whole day out of whack and she and everybody gonna feel the wrath of that. And I felt like she did that. Like something was off, the chair wasn't right, and so she made a million people sit and wait for her for an hour. Right, because she had attitude. Because she had an attitude. Like, what? Yeah, I did not hear about this. Okay, so you're... You're telling me new news, but um, but yeah, she came out with an attitude. Then, girl, so they playing back and forth. Ashanti decides to motherfucking start singing. <laughs> the first couple songs, nobody was really singing. I forget what song Ashanti decided to pull out her vocals, her shaky vocals. This bitch starts singing every word, and I'm like, here, I'm like, I literally, I think I even said this to you because we might have still been on the phone, but I was She's like, singing. I bet you. Keisha's about to start singing. <laughs> and boy, was I in for a surprise. And both of them, bless their hearts, the records, amazing. I just The feel vocals like live, no, baby, no. If, if Brandy and Monica didn't sing live? Yeah. What gave? I mean, I guess they Jill was going and, with it. and Erica, they didn't sing live either. They sang no. a little bit, no, but they didn't yeah. really sing. 
Yeah. And, well, Gladys and Patty sang down. But, I mean, that's a, clearly a league that's of their different. own because they were sitting yeah. down, <laughs> belting out vocals just for funsies. Um, yeah. And I think, were you, yeah, it was also you who were like, Ashanti's playing songs that she wrote for. And that's yeah, a little unfair. Yeah, I thought that unfair. was unfair. I thought it was unfair. Ruben, my partner, did not think it was unfair. He was like, it's fair I game. don't think it's she, un- Yeah. She- I thought it was unfair because I'm like... It's not like Keisha, to my knowledge, has written songs for other people that actually charted or did anything. So I just feel like it's it's like unfair because that's not what Keisha Cole is known for. But yeah, I mean, that's hey, like saying Shanti got that pen. You we in a race and you run faster, so you got to slow down so I can <laughs> run at the same pace as you. No, but remember how they did like producer producer. You know, like they had a baby face and uh, um who was a uh, uh, Teddy Riley. They Teddy produce, Riley. they write, they have their right. own songs. It was they more equally, groups. yeah, it was like more equal, right? Did. Or they had a singer versus a singer, you know, not necessarily writing their own songs, but performing them. Um, but to mix the two for one person and not mix uh-huh. the two for another person, I think gives them a bit of an advantage. Because Keisha Cole doesn't have a, I'm real. But, you know, hey. Maybe I'm just... Either way, right. Ashanti won that battle in spirit and attitude. Ashanti had a a good... Ashanti was also at the inauguration singing for Jennifer Lopez while she sang. She was under the podium singing. Oh, girl, I wish y'all could have seen me looking at Dana right now (laughs) in the camera. Because I literally looked at her like... Well, I got braces. So this weekend is my birthday. Oh, you know, I'm turning 31. Um, <laughs> January 30th, so hit me year. up, you know what I'm saying? Send positive vibes my way, cash at me, um, all that good stuff. Anyway, so I like got my hair done, um, got some, uh, knotless braids. Um, Monday was a holiday. Last Monday was a holiday for me because it was, uh, MRK day. So, you know, got an appointment. Um, now I just moved to Chicago, which most of y'all know, and I have not had luck finding, braiders that are that i deem as being worthy of consistency like i'll do it sporadically but you know not every braider is good at everything so you just kind of like dibble dabble on different ones till you find good one so anyway found this girl on instagram really loved um some colors that she did because i got like a mix of eight and 30 it was really pretty so i was like oh i want to go to her braids look good whatever so i booked the appointment i love it she got online appointment setting <laughs> i don't gotta dm you back and forth and hope that you remember in your eye calendar that we got an appointment i don't know where to go like all that i got a, a website instructions i can pay a deposit online girl cool so do all that um book the appointment now i've gotten not list braids before they took about six seven hours at max um but i really liked them because how light they were and they lasted they lasted me a pretty good amount of time so i go and i'm thinking um oh it's only gonna take me i I make an 8 a.m appointment because i'm like i'm gonna be home by the by early afternoon Mm -hmm. get to the hair appointment you know we get there she's i got there before her but whatever she was only a few minutes late we get into the room she's like she we're talking talking she's like oh did you bring a lunch I'm thinking if y'all don't know like I do intermittent fasting so I don't even eat until like noon (laughs) or one o'clock depending on how late I ate that last night so I'm thinking like no like no I'm I'm good it's eight like I should be okay she was like okay well if since you didn't bring a lunch like if you want to order on something on Dame Dash because we go DoorDash because we're going to take a break at one and I'm thinking like a break at one intermission a break at one so I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, well, I guess, yeah, I can order something, like, no big deal. Because I'm like, okay, you know, I got one of these hair braiders. Did she, like, that... wash, blow dry your hair? No, I can't. Mind you, I woke up at 6 to wash and blow dry my hair, right? Okay. Like, I'm ready, okay? Um, so I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, how long does it usually take you to, like, do the braids? She says, like, 8, but I always like to say 10, 10 hours for a knotless braids? <laughs> she said 10 hours. And mind you, mine are not, they're medium sized. They're not small. They're not extra small. They're medium. And I'm like, eight. So I'm like, she capping. I'm like, she's a new young girl. She doesn't, she's overselling, right? Or mm-hmm. underselling. Yeah. She's like, she doesn't want me to be disappointed. So yeah. she, it's really going to take five, right? But she's saying eight. 
you know, to throw me off. pushing it to 10, yeah. <laughs> when I tell what? y'all, I le- and I left my puppy in the cage because I'm like, oh, she'll be good for like six, seven hours. Like, that's fine. Like, she'll be sleeping. Because you made anyway. plans to get not right. with Braze installed, not Zillions. <laughs> I haven't sat for 10 hours since I had Zillions When I tell y'all I got home at 8.30 p.m.? P.M., nigga. <laughs> now, I will say the braids are cute. The braids are cute. They are. But not 10 they hours cute. Even, not yeah. 10 hours cute. I've never sat, and I've never sat that long for braids. She said, ever. she just gave you the time it takes her. She said, fuck the standard <laughs> time. It takes me 10 hours. So you going to sit really? for 10 hours, and I'm going to have a lunch break to eat in between. I get the lunch she, break if it was zillions. We took a lunch break. I ordered a Poke Bowl, thank God, because there's no way I was going to make it until the evening hours without eating. My back and butt hurt so much. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. Did and you bring something to play with? Like, sh- right. shit, 10 well, hours. I brought my computer and I was able to do work, but after about four hours, five hours of doing You like, were there work, longer than a normal work day. On my day off. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I watched a whole documentary on fucking Hulu. I it's, it was actually a food documentary about like Heinz and Hershey's and McDonald's, like all the big <laughs> food people. I know like Post versus uh, motherfucking General Mills. Not yeah, all that. Oh, my dog just fell out the window, y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> Telly, sit down. Who Jesus? She fine. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so 10 hours, the braids are cute, but never again. Never again. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm embarrassed. For the best I'm embarrassed your, at that story. Your search for braiders. Yeah. Yes. I mean, to be fair, it takes me a long, I haven't, I've started learning how to do my own hair, so it takes me long, but that's because I make the decision that I'm going to take a break for myself. But if I'm paying somebody, I would expect them to adhere to the standard times for absolutely most of it. Like them. that's that's od. I've never like that without watch shit. I got uh like spring twist and the girl washed me, blow dried me, all that in less yeah. time in less than ten hours. So yeah. anyway, that was yeah, my you week. Kind of, do, I mean, I have to do my own little searching and. I'm assuming it's hella people in New York. Because I want knotless braids. I just don't do them because I don't have the patience to make everything like parting my own head mm, mm-hmm, for it to look mm-hmm. like even. And you can really see the parts in knotless braids. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I try and I don't even want to. I probably could do it, but I don't want to exert that much effort into it. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So anyway. That's crazy. So yeah, that was my week. But anyway, let's get into let's get into the main the main topic. So you know, me and Dana decided to let some of our listeners um, submit some listener letters. Um, and don't forget, you can always email us at queentonepod at gmail dot com. Yep. Um, if or you DM ever us. Send, or DM us. Yeah. Or if you got our number, text us. You know? Yeah. We we have a few. Um, um, questions people wanted to ask our opinions on just general topics and then as well as some specific like listener letters with details yeah all right so, so then do you want to go get into first them. or you get into it yep yep so we have our first one hey queen tone i'm an avid listener and love your podcast i have a dilemma and thought who better to ask than the queen tone podcast thank you thank you so homegirl my homegirl is in a wedding for a family member my friend does not believe that the bride and groom should be married it's not her place to judge but she's seen she has seen too much and doesn't believe their marriage is really rooted in god at the center should she tell her family member she can't be in it or mind her business be supportive and wait to see if they last what should she do they getting married in a panorama that's the first mistake (laughs) That's my stuff. No, I'm just playing. I don't know. You didn't say when the wedding was. I don't so know. So let me not. I'm going I'm to hope the best. And it could be over Zoom. I think it's more so just the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> or no, she said she's in the wedding. So She's in the wedding. So they have to. Yeah. I'm going to let Unless... you do it. I'm not going to concentrate on that part. Yeah. Um. Let me think. What would I do? I don't think I would. I don't think I would. 
part of me is like, it's not about you. So it's like, be there and support it for your friend. Or your, is it cousin? Was it cousin? Uh, just as a family member. Oh, family so member. So let, let's say cousin, sure. Yeah. So like, be there for your family member. If it's, As long as it's not like physically, mental, mentally harmful or like, you know, like some people you just don't like, you just don't click with. It's fine. Um, then I would just be supportive and don't say anything. Yeah, I'm not too much of a person where, what says judge? Like, just because you don't like the person, I don't think that's a good enough reason to say something like, oh, he, I don't like the way he smile or some shit like that. But like, if it's, you don't feel like your family member is safe in that marriage or something like that, um, preferably you would have addressed that before they got married. If if you felt close enough or to... Or before they got... Yeah, before they got engaged. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can say I would never be someone's maid of honor if I didn't truly, like, agree with their their marriage. But, like, a bridesmaid? I mean, but in what... I guess, but in what, I guess it just depends on the level. Is it like he's beating her ass? He's cheating on her? Like, that or I understand. Not, is but... he not just the best pick? Because I know a lot of people who are married and they'll say, like, my friend didn't like my husband until 10 years mm-hmm. into the marriage. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know. If you just don't vibe with him and you don't want to go to brunch with the nigga, okay. Like, yeah. What did I, I, like, you being kind of selfish. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one. Let's move that on. Is, yeah, that is a hard one. Because <laughs> I'm <luck>. just like, <laughs> I also just don't ask me to be in your, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's see. Um, let's see. Okay. So, hey, ladies. So, a girl chat was having a discussion on how women... And then in parentheses, it says, well, we're all black women, so we'll just assume black women. Um, discussion on how women perpetuate toxic masculinity and how we do not, mm. quote unquote, allow men to openly express emotions, outwardly discuss mental illness and health, and truly mm-hmm. just be whole human, whole emotional humans. I've also been rewatching Insecure, and it got me thinking, if roles were reversed, would we have given Issa more grace for being unemployed and depressed for five years than we as viewers gave Lawrence. Mm. He wasn't a bum with no aspirations, but rather just stuck and depressed. Curious to know you guys' thoughts. Sign, insecurious. <laughs> insecurious. That's a good question. That's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting question. Part of me feels like, I don't know any women who are allowed to just like, go for their dreams without any pushback on like you should be somebody's I don't know like doing something with your life but I'm trying to think if that's just because I feel that pressure (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I I, I really don't know what do you think would people have given Issa more grace I think definitely Okay. I think um, so answering the question like as a viewer I think we would have sympathized more with her, whatever reason, if she was just kind of figuring stuff out and doing, you know, and and Lawrence was out with a job trying to figure stuff out. I think that would have looked more like a quote unquote gender, based on gender roles, like that would have looked better. Like the man making money and the, and the woman like still figuring stuff out. Okay. I think because it was reversed and Issa was going out, like going against her quote unquote gender role to take care of both of them. Mm-hmm. It was seen as like, not only is Lawrence um, suffering through depression or trying to figure out his career or whatever, but he's not providing for them. He's not. And so providing. then he's not a man. Yeah, I see. I, I do see that. I mean, I guess the other part of me though would say, but Issa was depressed and hated her job yet. She still decided to push forward. Yeah. And I just feel like that's a pressure that a lot of black women feel mm-hmm. where it's like, I gotta be the per- I don't. I don't have the luxury of a man because I also feel that like that notion of a man taking care of you is steeped in whiteness. And I'm not saying like that in a negative way because I think 
you know, society is like, oh, men provide. But mm-hmm. I also think that's like a white woman thing because I don't know any stay at home moms growing up that were black. Stay. I'm trying to I think. Know, Do I know, know stay at home yeah. moms. My, um, see, I grew up poor, so I just maybe I'm just not the best person. <laughs> well, no, they, I mean, they were. Well, my grandparents, my grandmother was stay at home. My grandfather. After the Great Migration, he moved up and had a that you know quote unquote good job at the plant mm-hmm, in, at Chrysler. Mm-hmm. So were they flowing with money? No, but did they have food on the table every day? Yeah. Um, and my aunt was a stay at home mom too, but they weren't. Okay. Oh, ignore but, me. I can. I can. No, uh, no. Uh, I, I, I can acknowledge my own bias. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I would say it's not. Um, from our age, it's not normal because every person I know our age who had parents who stayed at home, they were white and I went to middle school with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see both sides, but that's a good question. Um, yeah, that was a really, we didn't really answer it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> my first more definitive answer than I did. My first gut would be a, yeah, because for Lawrence, not only was he depressed and everything, but it was like he wasn't living up to his gender role and and i think if mm-hmm. Issa would have stayed home or been depressed she wouldn't have been well she probably could have if she's not cooking and all that you know whatever if yeah. you agree with if you maybe people would have been more understanding i could i could because yeah. it's like oh well women are supposed to be hysterical and break down and emotional mm-hmm. i guess you know so i get yeah. that part too yeah. yeah um okay next so these were a few dms um what are your thoughts on entanglements and or open relationships? Was Jada wrong? Was August wrong? Have y'all seen these play out Oof. in real life? What you think? Um, let me look up the definition of entanglement before. <laughs> well, if we're... Didn't Jada define entanglement? Yeah, an action or fact of entangling or being entangled. Okay, that doesn't help. A, compli- a complicated or compromising relationship or situation, which yeah. she was spot on because she was like, yes. ah, it wasn't a relationship. It was an entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> it was complicated. It was compromising. She, she was- had been briefed. She knew exactly <laughs> yes. what. No, I never said it was a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Relationship. <laughs> I said entanglement. And I, I mean, this is what we always get mad on at niggas for. They be using the right words at the wrong mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah it did seem like an entanglement i do though think and dana we talked about this like i do feel that because of the age difference jada jada's role in that seemed inappropriate and kind of Mm -hmm. predatory yeah um but i can also acknowledge which goes back to our last question i gave her a lot of slack because she's a woman and Mm -hmm. i just know that if she was a man i probably would feel stronger about it but i was kind of like oh man that's that's really fucked up jada you shouldn't have done that but i wasn't like i'm not gonna not support jada off of that you know Mm -hmm. and maybe i i would think twice if it was a man so just also acknowledging that bias yeah i feel like if it was will and zendaya we would mm. not. It would be completely well, different. Well, Zendaya is way younger. <laughs> Zendaya is like Alcina 22. Is, Zendaya is 24 and August Alcina is 27. Zendaya is already 24? Because that was a side note. That was a big thing on that movie that's coming out with her Malcolm and John David and, Washington uh, of like, yeah. she seems really oh, yeah, young. She is 24. But huh? she actually is older than what people associate with her. Um, my thoughts on entanglement. I feel like, so when this thing came out about Jada and the entanglement and everything. I feel like people were looking at me crazy because I was I was going with the logic of what Jada and Will's marriage was. Mm-hmm. She didn't cheat because he was aware of it. Yeah, he didn't I don't think she cheated. No. And he he said in the thing that he was about to walk away and he chose to come back. Mhm. Um I think my biggest thing is the age difference and the fact that when they talked about what August was going through in his own personal life, having lost, I think his sister was his raising mom, his nieces, his mom, he had mental issues. He, he entered the family as a friend of Jaden, which right. is her son. Right. And they right. were, and All she was like mentoring yeah. him and like kind of being a, a motherly figure towards him. And so that's where the predatory age difference, like, you could say she took advantage of him. Even if both of them were in a vulnerable state, she still should have been the adult because that was her child's friend. 
as opposed to they were just two grown people. Like, they didn't meet in a club and were just vibing. She knew what right. he was going through. Um, yeah, and still, yeah, that's really creepy. That's really creepy. It really is. Yeah, it's irresponsible. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think All that's right, the yeah. issue, not the entanglement or open yeah, relationship. I mean, cause if you grown and you, I don't give a fuck what y'all yeah. doing over here. If it's I consent, just know what's happening it's, over yeah. here. <laughs> That's all. If y'all are too consensual, exactly. If it's consensual, non-abusive, y'all are grown. Um, there's no predatory behavior. I don't give a fuck what y'all do. It's just not gonna be me. Also, <laughs> I do still critique people with um, like when you want to open. Well, you know what? Actually, that's not my. I'm gonna eat my rice and mind my business. Y'all do what y'all want to do. Another DM. How y'all? Oh, this is definitely someone from Detroit. How y'all feel about your boy Kwame being free? <laughs> you know, that happened when we were really young. So I only know some of the things. I want to say we were in college when the transcripts came out. We were in high school because I read every single one of them text messages between him yeah, and Christine. Yeah, I was gonna say Beattie. I remember, <laughs> but I was still like. I read them, but I didn't re- understand the context or that he was, he went to jail for perjury and mm. like, I didn't understand. Oh, I was only talking about the affair. That's how oh, much. Okay. Yeah. But there was this really good podcast. It's called this. I think it's called the city, but let me double check. But the first season did Chicago. The second season did um, Detroit. And basically they just followed like different political leaders mm-hmm. and like, controversies and and corruption that happened in Chicago and Detroit in these two different seasons. So I learned a lot about the Kwame Kilpatrick situation and how people were perceiving it at the time and how he was called the hip hop mayor. And he was, you know, young and black and hip and all that stuff. Like just the context of how he rose to power Mm -hmm. and like basically what his downfall was. Um, And it taught me a lot. So to answer your question, I am happy to see him get out because I felt like, Knowing what I know now, he was given a very, very tough sentence and a lot of years for something that his white counterparts would have Mm -hmm. never spent that much time in prison for. They were trying to make an example out of him because he was young, black, and flashy. Mm -hmm. Mind you, he did everything they convicted him of. Mm -hmm. Like, that is... I'm I'm not disputing that whatsoever. He absolutely... Uh, stole money from the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. He bribed people. He, you know, in obstruction and lying and perjury, all that. He did it. Um, so, but I am, I never want to see a black man go to prison, like over some stuff like that. Like, you know, so, you know, I'm happy to see, I'm happy to see him get out now. I don't know if he should be running for mayor again or like any political office since he was commuting yeah i don't know yeah versus yeah but you know a lot of some people depending on what your sentence was and what you got convicted for some people do go back and run for office it just depends on which office like is it local you can never be federally elected but you can be locally elected like there's all those different rules depending on what your crime was yeah um i agree i think he he wasn't innocent like he did like you said he did those crimes but 28 years was excessive um, yes absolutely and I don't know I can't just form my mouth to say that a black man should sit in jail especially because and this may be going off but like prison is not rehabilitative so it's like what's the right he's not gonna learn yeah. his lesson or, or be you know it's just right. it was entirely excessive too excessive if anybody should get 28 years in prison it should be um what's the head ass nigga name um rick snyder for oh rick snyder for yes. flint and the water pollution like he should I definitely think the most he can get is like probation or something for what they charge him for negligence he should, or he should serve or every single day of 28 years and then be up eligible to serve 28 again i know that's not how the law works but still like yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully Both, he spends yeah. time. I I was texting my dad at, cause I couldn't remember how old his kids were now, but they're like in college or high school. So mm. I hope he focuses on just, you Is know, his mama still in the state. I, cause his mama was a state rep. So I wonder if his mom I, is still a state rep. They moved to Atlanta. The kid Patrick's, the yeah. kid Patrick's was a dynasty boy. When yeah. I tell y'all go listen to, go listen to this podcast. I'm telling we'll, y'all. We'll C, include the link. Um, season two. We'll it really taught me a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it was, it was excessive and I'm glad, um, his entire life isn't going to be wasted. 
um, in prison. Right. A next one, one of my white coworkers always ask about my hair and the different styles I rock. So I'm assuming this is a black girl. Um, she asked how to rap. <laughs> what? She asked how to wrap her hair because she heard it's helpful. She asked about my hair products and how I change it up so much. Why are white people so intrigued with black hair? Do y'all ever experience this? Hmm. I just, in my mind, I just imagine a white woman trying to wrap her bone straight hair around her head. Um, mm. and trying to see. Yeah, why would you? What would be? I I can <laughs> I get I get why it's fascinating because there's not many things that they can do with their hair. Um, mm. but I don't think it's an appropriate. I'm assuming because she said her coworker, her white coworker, and not like her white friend or something that y'all yeah. don't have the relationship where you would sit around and like trade things. I don't know. I, so long way to answer this question. So back when people believed that racism had just started existing, like in June of 2020, um, with all the protests and everything, we had like this racial bias presentation, whatever at work. And one of, one of the slides like showed how most black people at work they want people to respect them while as white people just want people to like them. And so white mm. people maneuver in that way of like, how can I talk to you and get to know you and do things like, so I can be liked versus black people for the most part maneuver their workplace on like, how can I be respected? How can I get promoted mm -hmm. and do blah, blah, blah. And that was obvious to me, but when they put it like and showed statistics off a survey and all that stuff, it made sense. And I feel like this is why black people are not prone to talk about their lives. And, and one, because it's different. And I would feel like I would be teaching you everything as opposed to us having a conversation. And two, because I don't need to talk about stuff about this for, to get you to like me. Right. I just need you to respect. Like, is that report going to be on my that. desk? Like, are these right. numbers right? All that other shit don't mean right. nothing. Are you going to actually speak my name when they're talking about promotions because you know I'm the best? Like, that's what I care about more than you showing me pictures of your 12 cats. Um, <laughs> I also think it's just survival mode because also we don't get, it's one thing to be nice, but like offering too much of my personal information to me, I don't trust, threat. like yeah. unfortunately, I don't trust people, especially non-POC, well, because, just because, you know, it can be violent or harmful, you know, it's like, if you're a powerful black person, black woman, people can be intimidated by that and try to um, throw shade or like be or not be helpful, and they'll use yeah. things against you. Um, and that's you know, honestly, I understand that that might be controversial to some people, but this is like what black folks are thinking through. Like, I can't let too much of myself be known here because they're going to use it against me to get rid of it because mm -hmm. I am disposable, right? Yeah. So there's also kind of a bit of a, a guard up. Mm -hmm. about telling people stuff about your personal life. Especially because I, if I could just think about what this conversation would be like in real time, it would be the black person providing everything and then the white person learning everything. Verse, so it's mm -hmm. like, to your point, there's no protection. I'm giving up everything. As opposed to... Yeah. I've, I've had coworkers who were Indian, and I feel like we learned a lot mm -hmm. from each other, but it was... Anytime one of their holidays would come up, it was like, oh, let me like let me tell you about. It was more of like a culture sharing, so it was culture equal. Sharing, yeah, and it so I had no problem like explaining. Yeah. And I I remember intricately explaining my hair to this one woman, and she was explaining like, well, here's how we do weddings and blah 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 blah. So to your point, I didn't feel like it was threatening, or I was going to she could you know turn on me or do whatever. It was just. Two people yeah. from different cultures learning about each other. And I don't feel like that's always the um, the intention or what actually plays out specifically with white coworkers. Not all, but most. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of, um, I mean, 
Alright, and always Jaden XD, if y'all don't listen to that podcast, it's pretty funny, but they always, they have these shirts and it says, say no to coworkers. <laughs> it's just like, sounds, you know, like I don't need people all up in my business. I don't want to go to no staff potluck with y'all little cat paws all up in y'all macaroni salad with the raisins in it. Like, not interested. A whole so, bunch of after hours things. Yeah. Nah. No. Say no to coworkers. I it is better. I 100% Let's keep work at work. That. Yeah, yeah. There's like, I have a handful of people that I really, really F with at work. I, everybody everybody else is like, I'm I'm really nice and cordial. And it is genuine, mm-hmm. but not like, it don't need to be more than how's the weather. And, um, you know, like, we don't need to get into my deepest, darkest secrets. Anyway, let's move yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Um, so... Oh, we got some Detroit. Clearly, we have a lot of Detroit listeners. Um, this one is from a West Side hottie. <laughs> uh, West Side hottie. Mm-hmm. Below are some group chat topics me and my girls have had in the past. Would love to hear you all, you all's opinion on one, some, or all. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Let's do. You ladies both went to prestigious universities for your degrees. So I'm cu- so I'm curious as to why you didn't choose an HBCU, and if you could, mm. would you choose one now? <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. I'm about to get in trouble. I'll, I'll, the HBCU people not gonna like what I got to say. I'll, go ahead. I'll go first. Um, mine was solely money. Um, mm-hmm. When it, it when it came down to University of Michigan. College of Engineering, who was offering a, a full scholarship, compared to North Carolina A and T for Engineering, who was offering me five thousand dollars. Yeah, and I was in state in Michigan, so it was cheaper. Um, but looking back on it, and this is specifically for me being in engineering, I wish I would have known about what a lot of my friends were in—the dual degree program, where you could go to HBCU. Mm-hmm get a degree and then you could go to another university and get a um, engineering degree. It's like a three, two mm-hmm. program. So where a lot of my friends went to Spelman or Morehouse and then they transferred then to either to Michigan, Michigan yeah. or like, I think Stanford is also one of them. Um, Georgia tech, other schools to then get an engineering degree. So in five years you come out with two degrees. Um, I would have, I wish I would have done that, but yeah. I would always like the money was my number one thought and i wish they would have given me more money now yeah and in reverse though um, now i do donate money to north carolina A&T. so hopefully somebody who was in my dilemma yeah, now somebody, yeah, in the future they'll somebody. be able to choose a hbc that's a good idea i should do that i have not done that. I, I i don't even donate to the schools i went to girl oh I, I would it, i <laughs> let me put this on record i would never give the university of michigan a, a a penny or Duke a penny unless it was specifically going to their black students. Like you knew, yeah. Yes, like let me yeah, know it's a melanated hand. You ain't seeing getting shit for me. I'm gonna say people who went to HBCU is not gonna like my answer. I was when I tell you I got accepted to Spelman and I got accepted to um, Howard. Now I never finished my Spelman application, but I got a letter of acceptance. Hand to God. I got a letter of acceptance in the mail and I was like, I never finished it. Now, could that be my bad memory? Maybe I did finish it, whatever, but got into Spelman. Um, and if I ever get famous and y'all call Spelman and they like, no, we never sent her. I swear to God, I got a letter of acceptance in the mail. I'm just going to say that now, but if they say they don't got a record of it, then cool. I never responded to it, but I'm just putting that disclaimer out. Anyway, got accepted to Howard. Went there for a weekend like I was, I was like pro black. I was like, I'm majoring African American studies. I'm going to Howard. I'm moving to DC. Period. Nobody's gonna stop me. Nothing. Like nobody can tell me nothing. Went to for like a, a students weekend. It was cool. Went to the club for the first time. Uh, we went to parties. The person who hosted me. Oh my god, I can't remember her name, but we're still Facebook friends. She was cool. But when I started looking at like literally they dorms, water was leaking. I saw a mouse. Like the facilities were just not what I thought that they were going to be. And then the tuition, their package was just terrible. Like I was going to have to pay so much money to go there. And then I got into Michigan early enrollment. So I was like, I guess I could, my backup can be Michigan. <laughs> like At least I don't have to like pay tuition for real. Um, and like, I can still get a good degree, but I almost went. And if the facilities had been better and if that uh, financial aid package had been better, I'd be an HU grad right now. But that whole weekend changed my entire uh, outlook. 
Now, I will say, though, if I ever went back to school, because I went to Michigan for undergrad, I went to a private school for grad school. So if I ever went back, I would go to an HBCU, like if I ever wanted like a PhD or something like that. Um, because that would be cool to say that I went to like the three tiers of colleges, but until then, and I'm, and I mean, PhD full ride, I'm not paying nobody to get a degree. Like mm, not no more. I know better now. All right. That was a good question. So you ain't want to go cause it was some leaky faucets and a mouse. I'm sorry. You I just, okay. I just, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna receive that. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna hold you up. I'm gonna receive that as a critique, like, and I'm gonna think about was it. Was Bursley maybe, all that better? I see. I didn't live in Bursley. I was in East Quad. We was. Was that that better? Before the renovation, East Quad was fine. East Quad was a beautiful historical building. I saw mice. No, I'm just, Girl. no I did see a mouse in East Quad, but. Um, <laughs> At the time, I was like, "What is this? Yeah. What is it's this?" It's kind of for the price. For the price, I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. But but to, to to the point, they it's the lack of funding that then produced those symptoms to turn people away. Right. If they had to the right money and support, the like because it's not that oh it's a bad school oh it's not you don't get a quality education oh it's whatever it's just. It was like superficial stuff, and you I was, see the and result. I was like, ah, yeah, you see the results of schools away. without money. Yeah, the school looked nice. It's ranked for what I want to do. Cool, like and it's cheaper. Yeah, why why move to DC? And that's just like honestly, what ended up happening. But as an adult, like if like I said, if I went back to school, I could go to HBCU. One thing I don't regret though, I didn't apply to any Ivy Leagues or undergrad, and I would have really. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, why didn't you apply to Harvard? Why didn't you apply to Stanford? Like, you, you, I could have totally gotten to any, any of those schools, but I just didn't even try. I didn't apply to those either, and I don't regret it because I, I think Michigan is the is the most uppity white type of white people I could deal with. Deal with? I, um, I no, I. I just feel like I don't I think I could have come out of schools, that experience as a whole. Like not being jaded. And yeah. Like being I just like, fucked the world. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even from my, I mean, all of my schools have been, I've been educated in all predominantly white spaces and I just, I, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Ivy. Not because I couldn't get in. And not because I couldn't right, thrive right, right. academically. You just don't think, yeah, you I just think, don't think everything outside of taking tests and turning in my homework would have driven me crazy. Um, and that's, that's so my much type of carrying on because I like arguing with people, and I feel like people who like who go to Ivy Leagues, all they do is argue and prosificate about shit all day. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a um, it was a clip of I think Harvard debating over if a, if. Was it affirmative action? And it was a good debate. And this one girl was killing this dude and like agreement of it was it was some dude who was like, oh, we shouldn't have affirmative action, but you should still get married if you're a legacy or if you have blah, blah, blah. And she like destroyed mm. his thinking in one yeah, in like one why? point. And he that's was literally what's the what's the point? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, that's the same shit, but worse. Yeah. Giving privileged people more privilege. Yes. People are dumb. Um, let's. How many more you want to do? Let's do. We can do the last three of these. I think one of these will be short. Um, yeah. So, how would you react to your husband or spouse, but you're legally married? So, how would you react to your spouse losing slash spending a large amount of money you both had in savings or had access to? And didn't tell you until you found the money missing. An example would be they gambled it away or lost a bad investment. And you didn't find out until you saw the money missing. Gambling, I'm fucking divorcing you. Bad investment, did I know you made the investment? No. But I just didn't know it went bad? It said okay, you, they didn't divorce. tell you any. So basically whatever they did with the money, they took it. And didn't tell you until you found out the money was missing. What did that one guy? You're going to jail. <laughs> You're going to jail. What? No, our money, and it's our money. It's not just your money, because you know I'm a I'm a believer of three accounts: mine, yours, ours. So 
as long as it's not mine or ours, I don't care what you do with your bank account. But if it's ours, oh, you got me fucked up. It said a large amount of money you both had in savings. So, like, some people, it may have your account and it's yours, but your spouse has access to it, even if they never, like, are going in and taking money out of it. If something were to happen, they would have access to the account. So whether it was in Nina Ann's savings or it was in yours, but he had access to it. See, ain't nobody going to have access to my shit. Okay, but in the question, they do. (laughs) So... I don't understand. (laughs) I'm divorced. Divorce me, please. Like, what? You're not good with... I'm not marrying anybody who's not good with money, period. I've been poor enough in my life that I'm good. A bad... Well, I'll just say a bad investment. They could still be good with money and invest poorly. Because it's dependent on... That's why I said, did I know... Because no. it's like, oh, you know, we, you know. We Basically, let's say, regardless y'all of y'all joint, they took $50,000 out of somewhere. Not all of your money, but they took a large chunk of it. And the only way you found out was when you realized the money was missing. So it's not like they said, babe, I no, made a mistake. Divorce me, please. That's easy. What about you? Um, so I've actually had a similar conversation about this with my mom but more so like mm-hmm. um to know me is to know i am very frugal and i'm a capricorn's capricorn which means i'm very serious mm-hmm. about money and mm-hmm. my money and how it's budgeted and how you know every aspect of it um so for me i could not fathom this because for someone to get as far as marrying me and knowing how I felt about my our money, my money, whatever, access to it. And then the fact that you did not tell me and I had to find out. I honestly think out of the whole situation, the me having to find out all of this and you still not telling me would be grounds for like, nah, bro. It's a problem. Like, period. nah, bro. I can deal with like hey, you told me you were going to take $10,000 to do this investment and it was a bad investment and you made it, you know, either the market wasn't what you thought it was or whatever. I can get that. But like money is gone and I don't know until I go in because I have an emergency and I need to get money and the money's not there because you've been down at Greek town for the past. Like, Mm-mm. like, no, like, and then... They don't even say if they have kids, cause like, are you are you stealing our, you fucking up like our family's money, right? Like, is little Dana not gonna be able to do basketball in the summer because you stole or not? Well, it is stealing. Um. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's a wrap. The money yes. and the the money and the lying. I don't. I could probably. Yeah. Don't put this on record. But I could probably fathom, I don't think I'm going to say that out loud. <laughs> I think I could fathom cheating more than I could fathom stuff, something like this. Mm. Money and lying to me and me having yeah. to find out and you putting the stability of our family. I think because these are like very foundational things for me that are important. Financial stability, stability of the, and you just lying about it. No. No. I'm getting worked up and there's no that's not even a hypothet like there's no husband that actually If you were to see your partner out in a compromising situation where it appears that they are cheating, would mm. you address them in the moment? Wait until you are in private or not address at all. A friend saw her boyfriend out to a sexy dinner with another woman when it was assumed that he mm. was Ooh. It was assumed that he was quote unquote relaxing from a long day at work. See, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna take a picture. I'm gonna go home. If we share a home or if you have stuff at my home, I'm gonna fold your stuff really nicely. I'm going to go ahead and print that picture. I'm gonna either if I have time, if I'm really trying to be petty. I'm going to get it printed on a hoodie. If I don't if I don't have that much time and I just really need you out, I'm going to I'm going to neatly fold all of your shit. I'm going to print out the picture. 
I'm going to pour bleach all of your nicely folded things that are now on the porch. I'm going to put that picture on top. And I'm going to say, have a good night. And that's it. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. That's what I would do. What would you do? I th- she said her boyfriend, right? Mm, I think so. Um, look, or did she just say partner? Um, it said partner out. Oh, a friend saw her boyfriend out to a sexy dinner with an. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's just a boyfriend. Um, you can't see me, but my mouth was dropped because I, I too would pack up all your shit that's at my place, get my shit from your place, and then just be gone. Ghost. Um, be gone. And then if you text me, I'm just gonna say, oh, I'm having, I'm relaxing from a hard day of work, mm-hmm. and I'll just be relaxing for the rest of my life from a hard day of work. <laughs> um. That's what I'll do if I if I'm calm, if I'm in mm-hmm. a state of rage, which that even sounds funny coming out of my mouth. I don't get in states of rages, so yeah, I would probably I would, yeah. Actually, no, I take that back. I take that back. I would walk over to that table. I would tap on his pull of brown sugar. I would smile quick, quick, at my him. Divorce. I would introduce myself to the woman. I would compliment her. So he can feel, so he don't know what the fuck is about so to detailed. happen. I would compliment her. Hey, girl, I love your hair. You are wearing that lip. I see your brow, whatever. Compliment her. Introduce her as his girlfriend. Like, hi, I'm Dana, his girlfriend. And then walk away. Mm. And then block, you know, like, and then that be done. Because uh, then... Only I, what I say, I would walk up to him because then he can't lie about the situation because I'm there right in front of true, him. Like, true. Like, then he can't be like, it was just a friend. And you I understand. see her, And then yeah. she's sitting there with her nipple out. Like, no, she was dressed like it was a date. Like, were you paying? Yeah. No, it was a date. You were in a restaurant that was on the top list of most romantic places in the city. Like, yeah. see me here. It's not going to work. Um, and I'll be gone. Cause you just lying at that point. You just lying, like yeah. If you you don't want to be monogamous, don't be in a monogamous relationship. This reminds me of the time in high school, and the only reason I I promise y'all, I'm not, I'm crazy, but I'm not, I'm not crazy. Like I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. But in high school, and I'm not proud of this. Um, I had a boyfriend, and he broke up with me because I would not have sex with him. And he was tired of waiting. And so uh, I was a, I was on the dance team. He was on the football team. So I had so every game I wore his away uh, uh, jersey, right, to the games. Mm-hmm. I took his jersey, drenched it in bleach, put it in his locker, soaking mm. wet, drenched in bleach, and then put the lyrics to Irreplaceable, which was a huge song at the time, on my locker. And uh, I did something else, but yeah, that was so a bit crazy. Anything that was a bit ever dramatic. happens with bleach, look to Nina. Yeah, that yeah. you know in the game Clue where it's like, what was the weapon? Niggas hate when you bleach their stuff. It was bleach. <laughs> yeah. Did he Pro wear tip. Jordans? I would have. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. But I didn't have his shoes. I just had his jersey. But mind you, our colors were maroon and white, and so his away jersey was maroon. But oh, at the time, dang. so now he got that, two. Now he got it a pink was jersey, pink. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I not think proud the, of that. Not proud of that. But I did do that. <laughs> hey, I've done some petty shit, and you know I'm good with like technology and stuff. So people's accounts. Oh just, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, they made a bad investment. They don't know hey, what happened to their money. <laughs> one of my friends, when Facebook. When we were in high school, so Facebook was still just like your like high school peers or whatever. Mm-hmm. She found out her boyfriend was cheating on her because he was sending dick pics to people on Crushbot. That's how you oh, know. That's I remember dating Crushbot. Us. Yes. So, and, and she had his password to his accounts. She went and changed all of his profile pictures to his own dick pic, print. Mm. Pick. I mean, picture because it wasn't a print. Mm-hmm. It was a dick pic. Mm-hmm. He changed all the profile pictures, crushed by Facebook, MySpace, oh, to his no. dick, and then changed the password and then broke up with them. What? 
and she said, since you want everybody to see your dick. Oh my God, that's extreme. I mean, like, I think, what? I don't even know how to respond to that. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. This wow. was like 16 year old crazy. So, wow, that is um, yikes. Revenge porn is never uh, a good idea, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, and well, I think they I were know both, you're not saying that. Yeah. Were they both but, under 18? Yeah. Because then it's wow. child revenge. Child, I don't know. Yeah, but still, it was. <laughs> you know, then things didn't have like um, two part authentication and ways to easily access your password again. So, like, baby boy had all his glory showing for, for a while. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yes, we'll be doing these uh, types of episodes. Thanks for all those who DM'd yeah. us, wrote us, um, emailed us, or just shot us a quick text. If you have any um, stories or questions or anything like that, um, like we said at the top of the episode, feel free to email us, queentonepod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram uh, DMs at queentonepod. Or if you have um, my phone number or Nina's, just shoot us a text. Um, and then we'll have another episode where your question or story may get read and shared. Yep. All right, now. Y'all go spin y'all stimmies <laughs> if you got one. Surprisingly, I know I was talking shit on the last episode. I got something in the mail. Apparently, they're giving out cars now. Now, I don't know how much is on it, so it might be $20. But, hey, I'm going I'm to I'm activate it, see how much I got. I might go get a Chipotle bowl. I'm blessed. No guac, though, if it's only $20. Well, you're in Chicago. Maybe you can get that. Maybe. We'll see. I either got to get... I mean, they're going to have to pick between guac or double chicken. I just... Yeah. There's a black-owned Chick-fil-A that just opened in Chicago. Oh, yeah. On the, in the South Loop, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Sure, it's delicious. All right, All then. Right. That's our show. Until next time. This episode was produced by us and edited by Dana Cole. Our theme music is the track Same by Ricky Ells. Be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms. For questions, comments, feedback, or topic suggestions, hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com. Be sure to also check us out and follow on Instagram and Twitter at queentonepod. Thanks for listening.